0: Self-serving, persuasive talkers. Of
1: everything and
0: nothing. We, we are, are a Conversation Con artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point.
1: And I don't play tag. I bitch, I been it.
0: Also known as Calamity Red. I don't know what the hell are you talking about. Lizzo, truth hurts. My brother sent me a text message and said, bro, you got to listen to Lizzo.
1: It's amazing. She's amazing.
0: Is it rap?
1: Um... I think it's Lizzo along the lines of like Missy. You know how Missy sing and rap yeah. together? It's, it's kind of like that. I'm I don't play tag bitch i been it.
0: I'm going to go ahead and admit early into this podcast that I have not listened to rap in many years. <laughs> except for uh, uh, Tupac. Continue to listen to Tupac stuff. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. little woke rappers here and there. Yeah, listen to just, their albums oh, and stuff. That. That's but episode. for some reason I've been telling myself I want to get back into rap. Like I want to see what these cats is talking about, and I don't stumble upon T Grizzly. Wow! Now I don't know. That's why I'm admitting this. Of all the rappers I've tried to listen to, Hoodie with a Boogie, Trippy Red, I'm trying to figure out, you know, Lil Uzi Vert. I'm trying to figure out who I should be listening to, and I stumble upon T Grizzly, and he is the goonest of goons
1: he let me listen to like a minute of a song and in this one minute this nigga then killed his friend and was like i'm a guy you know have you ever had to kill him i'm gonna take care of his family still but i'm gonna kill this nigga." and you remember how he blasted up against the wall god damn this is like a minute of this song jesus i, was
0: like, I have no idea what subconscious processes i don't know neither. listening to t grizzly are you know catering to for me but I have no explanation of why. Like, I'm terrified of the man's music. But I guess I like how he put it together.
1: I don't know.
0: I guess I need to listen to Lizzo. I need something to take the place of T Grizzly right now.
1: Lizzo is her, her song. It's funny. Like, all her songs are funny. Like, Truth Hurts is funny. Juice is funny. The videos, her visuals are always very funny. Um... I love Lizzo, I don't even know how I think I think Juice was my introduction to her I think I heard that song on the radio and I was like oh that's kind of cool and then I went and listened to the album and I was like this bitch is crazy <laughs> but in the best way possible okay why men great today gotta be great, I love Lizzo
0: okay well, she
1: listen. the one that uh, I just took a DNA test and it turns out I know I'm we a- talked
0: about her, I yeah. read the lyrics, you don't believe she freaky I believe she freaky we, we went there we did um, <laughs> uh, we're a conversation con artist we are and we're back for another wonderful fantastic episode Indeed. you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point
1: and I can be found at red underscore calamity also we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show so if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it, to this, uh, send it to us that way. Again, want, just want to give another shout out to Leon. I uh, hope y'all enjoyed last week's episode with him. It was very interesting.
0: Very interesting, very intriguing. If this is your first time listening, or you happen to miss last week's episode, uh, he's a swinger Yes, in the swinging life. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I learned from that episode is that the most salient point that he made was that it's a, just a hobby it's a hobby it's just like if you would paint or if you would go to the movie or you that like that's what he do like that's your kind of party be- that you go to that's just the parties he go to yeah you know i was kind of trying to put it in the same realm of like this is a relationship dynamic like a open relationship mm-hmm. or a polyamorous relationship or just a relationship. it's not a relationship like, that. like it's a hobby. swinging life ain't got nothing to do with the relationship. It, uh-huh. And that, uh, you know, open my eyes to that dynamic. But y'all should listen to that episode.
1: Very interesting. Um and he's just a cool guy. Like, again, the fact that we get to do this shit and talk to people is just I still don't get how we got here. Happy we're here though. <laughs> Happy we're here. Um, we have a letter from Tag.
0: Yep. It is titled The Leon. what's good self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing I enjoyed the discussion y'all had with Leon I learned a lot in particular I learned some new terminology rusty trombone never knew what that meant (laughs) friendly fire genius and queen of spades I actually googled that one and checked reddit and holy crap then it randomly popped up on twitter I'm scared of white women (laughs) <laughs> also i expected that entry into a community would be more masonic like in nature i thought there would be secret coats and handshakes etc that may be wishful thinking i like secret shit <laughs> and as of today popeyes is so out of chicken sandwiches nationwide Yeah, that. they say they'll be bringing it back at a later undetermined date permanently i guess this was a test run I'm not sure if this was a genius move or very very stupid. But I'm happy for all the workers who don't have to deal with the frenzy anymore. Yeah. Y'all could do a live stream for the 200th episode, maybe? All right, that's all I have for now. Deuces. Oh, this is
1: a 200th episode. <laughs> it is the 200th. Woo!
0: Confetti and shit. Shit, I forgot. <laughs> uh yeah, we are not really good with organizing creative shit to do for the show. We're, we're, we're just not. doing the shit that we're doing. Yeah. I guess we just need to stop looking at markers and just do special shit when we want to do special randomly, shit. Just
1: randomly. Yeah, I think that will work out better. The
0: 100th though. episode, we were supposed to do a new damn intro intro, and everything. <laughs> Here we are, 100 episodes later, that shit didn't happen. It did Oh, shit, yeah. Oh. Um, uh, The podcast is now on Spotify. Yay. If Spotify would uh, make listening easier for you. Which it makes it easier for me, for podcasts that I listen to that are on Spotify, namely um, government name is is the one I listen to on Spotify, Mm -hmm. but it continues the podcast when I get in the car for my day, so it's like when my Bluetooth connects, boom, it starts back playing a podcast, and that's my problem with listening to podcasts all the way through is that when I'm listening to them through SoundCloud, it don't continue and you're having... Yeah,
1: because you, and you in and out app. of the car doing shit. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, Popeyes, I... You know... I think it was genius on the part of the, the higher-ups. The the workers that actually had to deal with the bullshit probably don't feel like it was a genius idea. Um, I'm not even really sure why people lost their fucking minds over the chicken sandwich, to be honest. Like, I'm still... Like, really? But I... Okay. I'm glad it's over. And I don't
0: even work there. This I don't think it was planned. No. At I all. Think I think that I think that they did some market testing which all restaurants do. They find new shit, they test it in the market, they see how it do. It does well. The company that they contract with that makes and batters the chicken if it's frozen, uh or the place that provides them their chicken breasts if indeed they're not frozen and they just Um, batter them they self they came up with that algorithm they said okay this is what the market look like people like it this is about how many sales in all of these markets this is the average this is how many we'll be having worldwide what they did not account for was a Facebook post going viral that increased what they planned for by 20 Mm -hmm. you know so the contract that they had with all the people who do the process of making it they probably just ran out of shit and they probably said, at the rate that y'all are selling these chicken sandwiches, y'all got four, or five more days to sell these chicken sandwiches, and then, and then we out. And so right now, they're probably right now what they probably gonna do is they probably gonna make way too much.
1: Yeah, because by the time they bring it back, it's not gonna be the frenzy that it, it had I mean, been.
0: If they figure out how to hop back on that marketing train, then maybe. Maybe. Uh, but I think really I think social media is going to do it again. Ain't I think when happen. that chicken sandwich come back out, posts going to start coming around saying it's back and people going to go back for it because a lot of people didn't get one. I didn't get one. Yeah, a lot of people well, a lot of people who wanted one didn't I get one. was going
1: to go. But you don't really I was care. waiting. I was waiting for it to die down because I didn't want to have to go sit in line for an hour for a goddamn chicken sandwich. So I was
0: trying to wait. I didn't know they were going to run out. <laughs> I was in the line waiting for my chicken sandwich and my car shut off. <laughs> twice. I'm sitting here like damn! I'm gonna take this car to the shop. This chicken sandwich better be good! And it was mediocre. Oh, Because they didn't prepare it correctly. Not because, I mean, this shit got delicious potential. But there was a radio, uh, No, there was a a show with four hosts on it. They were doing it like a chicken challenge. They Mm -hmm. were eating all the chicken sandwiches. and, And a white man was eating the chicken sandwiches. And he was like, mm, the seasoning. He was like, look at his face. He like he said, "Mm, this seasoning. And then uh the black dude was like, tastes like a neighborhood you never been to, huh? I saw that video. (laughs) They're like, oh, that was a good one. I was like, (laughs) that I mean that that shit was fucked up. (laughs) I saw that video. But it's crazy because the black man was surprised that none of them ever been to a
1: Popeye. I don't know why. What you mean you don't know why? Why would he be surprised that they've never been to the... Them, them, the white That's people... That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I,
0: I'm surprised that he was surprised yeah, yeah, that yeah, they yeah, had yeah. been there. Like, like,
1: they didn't look like Popeyes. Like, there are white people that go to Popeyes. They don't look like the
0: white people that you see in yeah, Popeyes. Yeah, because like, you got to live in a certain neighborhood or nearby a certain neighborhood <laughs> to get to a Popeyes. And
1: they don't look like they've ever lived in any of those neighborhoods. So, of course, they ain't never
0: had no fucking Popeyes. Why are you surprised by that? <laughs> The only one that surprised me around here is that there's a Popeye's in Pelham. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a Popeye's in Pelham. Outside of that, you got to go to Arkadelphia Road. Which that one at uh, Homewood. Or Homewood. But that ain't even the bright spot of Homewood it ain't. either.
1: <laughs> it's not.
0: You know? It's
1: not. Um one about the secret handshakes and it being the secret club one of the things that i was very glad about having leon on the show for was that it takes some of the mystique out of some of these alternative lifestyles because i think that people do see it as something that is so very see but like for the people that are in it like with him it's a hobby it's not something that controls their life it doesn't It's not the center of who they are. It's just some shit they enjoy doing that happens to be outside the realm of what is socially acceptable for the masses. You know what I'm saying? And so one of the things that I liked about that conversation was that it was able to take some of that away from at least that particular lifestyle. But I think all of them are kind of like that any alternative lifestyle you can think of is going to be something where it's just some shit. people now you're gonna have people in there that utilize it because of maybe something that's happened or went on but then you have other people who just it's shit they enjoy doing so they do it (laughs) and it's no deeper than that um so that's why that was the value that i found in that conversation with him um was that everybody kind of got to see that it's just know not as big of a deal (laughs) as it is for the people on the outside looking in for us it's like oh my god for them it's just like it's saturday we're gonna go to this party go home yeah (laughs) beat my dog like there's nothing (laughs) so um (laughs) are we done with tag yeah okay so before we move out of this section uh i bet a 71 year old this week with a two-year-old okay um, soldier still marching I and and the, the mother of the 2 year old 37 which is around my age and I just can't see me fucking those 71 year old now mind you the mom did happen to be on drugs I don't know if that had something to do with it or not I'm not gonna say I don't know but I cannot see me being a drug free 37 year old Seeing a seventy-one-year-old man being like, oh "He fine as shit." Let me go get with him.
0: Seventy-one. I think you got to have a certain level of trauma for shit like that. And I mean, he ain't gonna. Uh, I mean, is he ugly as fuck? He looked like a seventy-one-year-old man. Okay, so does he look like a seventy-one-year-old nigga that used to be attractive, or or not? No, I don't think so. Look like he been ugly. He, he just a regular looking nigga. Like, he
1: seemed like that dude that when nobody paid on, no, like, you would walk past him and not, like, think about it. He's not necessarily ugly. He just ain't nothing about him. I feel like if you 71 out here fucking 37-year-olds, you got to be bad as fuck. Like, he he got to be Idris Elba. Um, What is his name? Winston Duke. Levels of fineness for you to be out here at that age and bitches,
0: like, that are not on drugs won't holler that's not how that works what do you mean i mean i don't think it matters with the man on this side i think it's about your trauma i think it's about a girl who has been molested by her uncles and stuff (laughs) in her family and now she got this propensity to feel desired by older men and so that's how a 37 year old can look at somebody her senior senior and be like, oh, I'm going to talk to him and he's nice. He's got a
1: 40-year-old child, a 28-year-old child, and now a 2-year-old. <laughs> he's not even, okay, I'm not going to say that. I don't know how long he's going to live. Statistically, his odds of living until this child is an adult go down every, just because of how old he is. He's going to be 89. It ain't child about how me. old
0: he is, it's about how, how much money he got. He gets SSI. So, yeah, no, he don't have long. You know, uh, age. Uh, how long you live is more closely tied to uh, money. Yeah. So if he had money, he would be able to afford to live longer. I'm just, you know, I He's guess when not I think even about a pleasant person, like there's a lot of dickheads with babies. I know. All but you need is a meat. You, I know, but and somebody that's willing to accept meat. So I've yours. seen
1: attractive dickheads and it's like he an asshole but I get it like look at him I get it I get it I, you know obviously it's not where she needs to be but I get it he's fine this ain't that (laughs) like I know you're saying trauma like ain't nothing else about him he ain't got no money so it ain't you know I guess well if, if you're on drugs money is subjective he has enough money to help feed the habit so he has money for her purposes but to the average person, he ain't got no money. SSI checks so ain't he, he, you're not balling out here with those. <laughs> like, not. Uh, he's not attractive physically, and he sounds like a seventy one year old man. Like he talk like old nigga talk. Like he just talk like a old nigga. I don't even know how to like better explain it than that. <laughs> he sound like what you would imagine a seventy one year old southern black man to sound like. What's sound like?
0: When I hear stories like this What I think about is When we're born we start to die Yes Right Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with somebody About <laughs> The conversation was We love the gym And I was talking about how much I hate the gym mm-hmm. And I was saying that if I, I find a genie Then I would I would wish for something that'll help. And my wish was that I would, uh, I would wish for um, my body to be in tip top shape mm-hmm. forever. But then I was wondering do we die because our body fails? Would I inadvertently be, you know, asking for immortality? Or do we die at some point anyway?
1: I think your body fails. Like, Cause like, cause you know, they'll say when somebody dies of natural cause your body, your shit just stops. So (laughs)
0: if, if, if I wished for my body to be in top shape forever, then I guess I would just, that would be inadvertently asking for immortality. If yeah. the only way, only reason we die is because our body at some point fails.
1: Well, could your body be in tip top shape and then you still contract get cancer or like?
0: I guess it would depend on whether I'm asking for my body to be in top shape, like my muscles mm-hmm. and things as far as appearance goes, or our if i would be asking wise. for all of my organs and yeah. everything to always be. Because that's the well.
1: difference. You can be, you know, you can be the healthiest motherfucker, muscular and shit, and get cancer. So. You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know that you would necessarily be immortality because I it, unless you were not gonna be susceptible to some of this random shit that people just get just just cause just cause you was unlucky enough to draw that shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, our bodies just stop I, as it get as your body gets older, the shit just don't work as much. I mean, even in my thirties, I feel such a difference from twenty. You know what I'm saying? Like you feel it. I was walking to, um, to come into your apartment and my shit, my knees were hurting. And I was like, why the fuck are my knees? <laughs> what the fuck are my knees hurting for? Like I haven't even done anything. <laughs> they just get random aches for no goddamn reason. And then I'm in I'm my mid thirties. So I can't imagine 71, 80, like what ailments you have just because your body old as shit. You know, you had these same everything for however many years you're here unless you have like a some kind of a uh, transplant and get like a new heart or something but all your organs and shit work for years like it's just i think they just you know you got you have to replace the battery in your car you can't replace the battery in yourself so when that shit run out it
0: just is out so the reason i bring that up is because like i was i was wondering like what level of functioning does you part of your body that creates sperm what function like what level is it functioning at at this point I wouldn't like is it creating sperm at like a 30% health level or something like like that cause like, like and does it impact the quality of any sperm or does it just impact how many sperm you actually create because then if you just don't have a lot of sperm but all of it is the way sperm is supposed to be you're good no issues or is it like is it gonna be like uh, twins with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? You remember them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when you're young, is all of your sperm like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and when you old, all your sperm is like Danny DeVito? <laughs> like I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen the child, so I don't know what this two year old is working with. But. Um... I mean, I,
0: and it'll be fucked up to look at a child and be like, "You definitely a little Danny DeVito, you little weird looking thing."
1: This is the second, literally this year, the second older man that I met with. Like the other one was, he was sixty with a nine month old. And again, I'm looking at these niggas like, "Who the fuck? Like what?" <laughs> Neither one of them look like somebody that you that young women would be running after. But both of them. The mother's wrong drugs. So the common denominator is that both of these women had drug habits. So I'm sure. Again, money is subjective to a crackhead. SSI is pretty good. It's enough to
0: buy crack with. So you just gonna put crack being a crackhead on that woman because she had sex with an old man.
1: No, I mean that she does. I don't know what her drug of choice is, but I'm
0: assuming it's crack. But I'm just saying you. You assuming she on drugs period That's No he
1: told me she's on drugs
0: Oh you said you didn't know if that was the case I thought you said that
1: Mm
0: -mm. She was on drugs Like both of these women I know for sure they
1: were on drugs I don't know what the drug of choice was I didn't ask but They both were on drugs I'm assuming crack
0: (laughs) Well I guess you're 71 year old You get whatever you can get Take whatever you can get I guess I mean
1: uh, uh, I guess Will you be afraid you would contract? Well, I guess that's Again, this this, this is the same
0: dynamic in nursing homes. They don't give a fuck. They
1: don't because they grew up in a time where they was worried about getting bitches pregnant and not catching shit. So that's, listen, for y'all listening, sorry to have to tell you this. I think I've said this before, though. If you do not know, nursing homes have very high rates of STDs because uh, especially like the older people we have now their concern growing up was not getting bitches pregnant and not getting pregnant. And so once you get old and that's not a a worry and concern anymore, they don't really be thinking about contracting shit. So they be passing all kind of shit around at the nursing home because they all be in there fucking.
0: (laughs) Did you know in the 70s, women used to refer, like society used to refer to women's periods as the curse?
1: I mean, but it... there's a um Biblically, this was the punishment for here oh that's what that was something that I had this week that I was like, I hope I remember to say this or ask this. What the fuck <laughs> it wasn't even, okay? The the eating of the apple and the punishment that was given wasn't even. Niggas gotta work they whole like work to fit. that was the punishment. Bitches, this that was not even. Like Pain of childbirth and, and periods, that's not even to you having to go to work for the, what the fuck? <laughs> and now women work too. That's not even. Listen, It was not an even punishment. <laughs> that shit ain't, that shit didn't happen. Well, but the curse, they're calling it that because it was essentially a curse from God for them eating the apple. That was the punishment.
0: First off, it was not an apple. Fruit. Eating the fruit, whatever. Forbidden fruit. Whatever. You can't eat it I don't know why the fuck Like that's the shit Why the fuck would God This is the thing we're doing Like what the, the fuck would God Create a fruit That you have access to Like he could have made a tree Taller than any other fucking tree That ever done existed And no way to make a ladder <laughs> And the shit never fell off the tree Because it was so thick You gotta pull him He could have done that You know what I'm saying Like And that gets to the question like Is there a component of God That like Want to see what you're going to do. But then,
1: He's supposed to he know already what. know
0: what you're going to do. So, why would he... So, the only way that he would put something in your way knowing that you would act upon it at some point means that we would be experiments. Because <laughs> the only thing he wouldn't know maybe is how it's going to happen. I mean, well, he would know everything, technically.
1: Mm-hmm. Same he thing knew. for
0: dinosaurs. Like Some people don't believe dinosaurs existed. Because dinosaurs exist and have to conflict with a lot of the stuff the Bible say because it's a time before the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so, well, if that's the case, and God created the world, that means God put dinosaur bones in the ground. But didn't he, did he create, I don't
1: remember, I don't remember the creation story to this extent. I, did he create the animals and shit first and then create man, or did he create man and then create animals for, for, company for him like i don't know because if he created man. the animals first then he could there, there could have been the
0: dinosaurs they was there chilling, chilling well shit. what the reality i mean there is no timeline after adam and eve existed maybe i'm wrong i mean the snake was in the garden mm-hmm. eating. so who. did he create the snakes after he created adam and eve or did he create them before he created Adam and Eve. I can't remember. I mean, There's I know I know Adam named the animals, but does that mean that they were there before Adam and God was like, "Hey, we ain't got no names for these things, man. Just <laughs> whatever you want to say is fine. Just just call them some shit, refer to them as something, and cool." And uh, uh, and and furthermore, where did words come from at that point? How limited was Adam's vocabulary? He was like, bird, <laughs> fox. I mean what the <laughs> elephant like what the fuck
1: I don't know I don't know but it's called we- a curse because it was the punishment that was given for eating that forbidden fruit but it was not an even fucking punishment we have been getting the short end of the deal since fucking forever like kind of shit
0: because it got less to do with the bible and it got more to do with how two biological life forms were created okay <laughs> In order for life to continue through y'all, this is just what y'all got to do.
1: Well, so, okay, if humans were the ones that fucked up and the animals that had nothing to do with it, why animals have to go through childbirth the way they go through it too? They ain't do nothing. That's what I'm saying, like, what? They ain't do nothing. That was our punishment.
0: The fuck? First- Maybe our punishment is being useless for like the first whole two years. <laughs> Because animals drop out of their mama and a giraffe will drop down and start walking immediately. <laughs> we can't even hold our fucking head up. Nigga, about to break, get our neck broke because our parent ain't holding the support supporting our head right. Our head gonna be out here dangling like a damn bobblehead. Oh, shit. Maybe that's the punishment, the real punishment.
1: Maybe so. Because, like, I've always wanted, like, animals also go through childbirth. They, and it's not, it's painful for them. They didn't do nothing. They, they weren't the ones that fucked up, so why is it that they have the same kind of shit <laughs> that happens? That don't make no sense? And was that already the way that it was? When, because the, animal, the animals were already, they existed when they fucked up. So were the animals already making more animals in this way, or I just, I don't know.
0: Look, man, I, we already know that God is in the game of modifications, okay? Yes. God was like a mad scientist when Adam was out here, because for some reason, he had some extra fucking ribs to spare. So God was like, uh, God was either like, look, Adam, you lonely, man. I really don't know what to do about that. Wait a minute, I'm God, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Let me create a, 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 a parallel to you, and y'all can interact. And y'all can have this thing called sex. But I ain't going to tell you about that yet. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to take some ribs out of you. And I wonder if he got Adam's consent. Like, I wonder if he was like, look, Adam, listen, Adam. He to ask for no permission. I know he don't, but I'm just saying, was he like, listen, Adam, this shit going to feel real funny. But I promise you, you going to fuck with it, my boy. you going to fuck with it. And then he pulled his ribs out. Or if he was just like, hey, Adam, look, it's the bird you name?" <laughs> and he turned around and he was like, ah, motherfucker. <laughs> Got your ribs. <real. laughs> I'm coming back. <laughs> and then Eve was out there. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I, I, don't I mean, know. I'm just, there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of plot holes <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs>
1: There are. you know
0: like if you're no, looking for a story is. that I, fill in a lot of shit I, I, it's look, a lot of plot holes and I
1: told you my mom's answer I was a very curious child and I've always questioned things that don't make sense or things that have holes and my mom all, her response anytime I would ask her about shit that didn't make sense or that like is something missing with this story she would be like well you don't question God I ain't questioning God I'm questioning you you're the one telling me this I'm asking you <laughs> I ain't questioning him.
0: That's conditioning. <laughs> She's like, you ain't gonna drag me to hell with your goddamn <laughs> questioning ass. Cause
1: you ain't got no answer. You gonna tell me no question. God I ain't questioning him. I didn't say God, how is that? I asked mama how was, you don't have no answer for that. Just say you ain't got no answer. Don't be sitting up here trying that like <laughs> I'm being a, a heathen and shit. Like I'm just asking questions. You that you should have the answers to. You should know what you believe in. Hell.
0: Oh. But that's not how conditioning works. It isn't. Conditioning <laughs> is the work of, of making you act on something that you don't know why you fucking believe it or why you do it. you just doing it because somebody told you to do it. It didn't work on me.
1: <laughs> the conditioning failed. I did. I always
0: question it. Always. And our pastor used to say, if you're old enough to know right from wrong, you're old enough to go to hell. And I'm yeah. like, okay. Um,. But what if you don't know Jesus because you were born in a country that don't have Jesus?
1: I asked my mom that, and my mom my answer, her answer to me, because I was like, what about Buddhists and all of these people who are raised from the they get here to believe in something else she was like well at some point in their life they'll have an opportunity
0: to come to Jesus how you know that uh, but my mama said the same shit so it's like how you know that when, like, Christians have like a <laughs> newsletter that release from God into their heads that just say hey when somebody asks you this question <laughs> <What'd> you <say? laughs> this is the answer you get kind of like the Republicans and Democrats like they get newsletters in their email saying okay some bullshit happened this how we gonna spend this say this on the shows like I'm sorry know. for all Christians. That's hard to hear. This part of our dialogue, but you have to got to understand. I got, I got Christianity trauma. Okay, I'm sorry. I, don't don't put kids in church five and six days a week. They're gonna be like me. All right, and trust don't me on that. Live a hypocritical life
1: and then try to put your kids in church because they're going to be like me. Because I got, on the one hand, you making us go to church and talking about God and how he has a plan for everything. And on the other, I'm watching my dad piss on this stuff because they're getting drunk. Like, none of this stuff don't line up. The way you live in your life don't line but, up. With but the, the, shit the essence <laughs> of Christianity
0: is you can be forgiven for those things, though. You don't have to be, you know, judged for that your entire life. Mm-hmm. It's like... Churches for you to repent. Like God already know you going to fuck up. Yes. Period. He could have created perfect creatures, <laughs> but you know what? He decided to create flawed creatures and he knew you was going to mess up. So he gave you an opportunity to repent, repent, repent. You can, you can change your heart many times over your life. I guess. So I don't know. If you don't have a story, how do you even, that's what pastors are, man. <sighs> pastors yeah. got stories. Dude. I used to smoke crack <laughs> on the corner, and I almost sucked some dicks. <laughs> but the only thing I'm smoking now is the Bible. <laughs> That's what they do. They, like, you know, they they tell some crazy shit about their life, make some weird little metaphor allegory situation, <laughs> and then you don't be no closer to understanding what the hell, hell they've oh, been no. through. Nope. A pastor would never say today suck some dicks. No, they would they say wouldn't. I've done some things. I would yes. They would be, they keep say it that very shit, general. That was sexual. <laughs> if your pastor say I've done some things now, if they ain't willing, if they not willing to admit it, because pastors they don't admit a lot of shit. Oh, if they ain't no. willing to admit something, but they bring it up, it's sexualist. You know that's that's what I think.
1: Do you want to talk about that scenario now,
0: or let's just yeah, let's just go through it for a second. Okay. This, you know, posts go viral on Facebook for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. this one was about relationships, and I'm just gonna, you know, see how you felt about it. Whatever. All right. My husband is throwing a temper tantrum because I had dinner with my ex, who is leaving for prison for the remainder of his life, Bitch. and just wanted to apologize for any hurt he caused me and say goodbye. Kiki. Boy, boo, I needed that closure. Cry about it then. Girl, okay,
1: listen. First of all, the fact that a nigga you used to fuck with is finna go to jail for the whole rest of his goddamn life lets me know a lot about you. Secondly, what close you done married a whole nother human being. What are you talking about? You needed that closure. For what? Why? Why why so you been walking around with a need for closure in this inside of this marriage with this man this whole goddamn time? And he supposed to just be alright with you want to go. <laughs> Well, did she visit him in? jail? Is he in jail? Or are you getting um, ready to go off? To I'm, jail? That's what. I, that's
0: my dilemma. Because who knows that they're going to jail for life and then gets to go have a meal after that? Yeah. When Once you, you get, get sentenced, you go going go. straight to home. Yeah, yeah. It's home now.
1: It's prison. You go uh, there from there. Yeah. So
0: I think she got finessed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that man won't finna go to no jail for his the rest of his life because he don't know it. Or. They assumed that he was gonna get a life sentence for what he did, and he just and yeah, he hadn't been sentenced yet. Cause once you get sentenced, you don't go back home. Yeah, for like what? how are you the having fuck? a meal with somebody who? You know, it's going to prison for the rest of his life. Because they I,
1: have holding, they have prisons where it's a transfer prison where you stay there till you're going to go to whatever permanent transfer. You could sit in jail while you're awaiting sentencing or awaiting to be transported. Like, they don't just let you be out here walking the fuck around after you've been sentenced.
0: And even if you have been sentenced and have an opportunity to have a meal, what the fuck? you going to go get, eat corn dogs with one pack of mustard <laughs> with this motherfucker at the goddamn prison? <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? what closure are you finna what get what closure are you gonna
1: that you ha- again at the point that you have decided to embark upon marriage with somebody else the fact that you were saying that you you needed to go get closure and you're not being respectful of his feelings about it talking about boy bye i need that clo-, bitch listen <laughs> that's not how that works you don't get to just decide those things and say he shouldn't be mad about it no why do you need
0: closure I mean, hmm. If my girlfriend wanted closure with her ex, then I guess the question would be: Did she have a conversation with him about this, or and and she told him I was going to have dinner, and he's throwing a temper tantrum, or she just went and he found out.
1: I mean, even it sounds like even if she had planned it out and told him prior to, she was going. She, I mean, she didn't give a fuck how he felt about it. So even if it had been a conversation prior to her going, she was still going to go regardless of how he felt. She just decided this is what she was going to do. Which that's not how shit works when you are, especially not in a marriage with somebody. Like, and again, what closure are you getting from him that. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna make a difference now in your life when you've moved on and, and again you got a whole husband out here the fuck you going fuck about that nigga why and then he, he probably this nigga looking for somebody to put money on his books <laughs> that's what I would think like nigga you just trying to get in good so I put some money on them books so you can get, sell cigarettes to keep them off your ass that's what you are trying to do but it's not gonna work Cause I just don't understand if one of my even I'm not even with nobody. If one of my exes called me was like, I'm about to go to prison. I just wanted to like meet up with you. You got bigger fish to fry my nigga than worried about talking to my black ass. You finna go to life, nigga?
0: Not only that, but if it took something life threatening for you to to say, I fucked up. <laughs> what I mean, I don't care. Nope. I mean, why would you care? <sighs> I mean, it, it gives a sign that she's still, you know, concerned enough for this dude to cater to what he wants in this moment.
1: Which is not okay. Yeah,
0: and maybe a husband should be mad about that.
1: And the thing, look, that's what I, and I tell folks, this, you don't get to determine whether or not somebody gets upset about something. Like, I can't say, well, you shouldn't be mad about this because I wouldn't be mad if it was the other way around. Okay, that's you. you. You can't tell people how they should feel about shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get to say, well, I wouldn't get upset about it, so you shouldn't be upset about it, so this shouldn't be a problem. That's not how relationships work. You have to be respectful of how the other person feels, same way you want them to be respectful of how you feel. She was wrong as fuck. And the fact that you are being so uh, cavalier about it is just let that nigga take care of you. Oh, my bad. He can't because he's in prison now. <laughs> Go live with him. Oh, wait. My bad. You can't because the nigga's in prison. Let him pay that car. No. Oh, wait. That's right. He can't. He's in prison. Like, the fuck? Don't do that. That's not. Listen, if you done got into a whole nother relationship with somebody, especially not just the relationship, but you married this other person, the closure need to have already happened. The doors of all of this other shit need to have already been closed. For you move into this new door, especially for you get married. If they were dating, I still wouldn't get why she would want to do it. But I, I think I could accept it a little bit more. But you, this man, whole wife out here, don't, no, no, bitch, no. <laughs> yeah, it's not okay. Um. So, if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is Conversation artists at gmail dot com, or you can find us. On Facebook, conversation con artists, and send it to us that way. Um, let me see.
0: let me hop into mine first, okay? Uh, just continuing up on Popeyes, yeah. <laughs> when Popeyes broke, right? Mm-hmm. The undertone of this conversation was regarding black people because we already talked about Popeyes being in the hood, yeah. And we, so many people were going to Popeye's. Yes. So this one young man had the idea of going to Popeye's and registering the people to vote. And so a whole bunch of celebrities was having these dialogues, Janelle Monae being one of them. Janelle uh... Monae was like, we need to put a voting uh, registration system inside all the Popeye's and blah, 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 blah. She came back out and apologized. Charlamagne on The Breakfast Club was like, I don't know why she and I don't see this so as bad. But you got to understand, what that teenager in North Carolina learned is that damn near everybody he was fucking trying to register the vote was already registered to vote. So the assumptions that come along with a whole bunch of black folks being in one place is that, oh, they'll put this energy into a chicken sandwich, but they ain't putting this much energy into voting. Like, how fucking insulting is that to a culture? And it's us insulting us. Yes. And, I mean, it wasn't even just voting.
1: I saw so many people saying, oh, you'll, you'll support this, but y'all don't support black business owners and y'all out here going to pop Like, just a number of things that people was using to as an equivalent to going to Popeye's and getting a goddamn sandwich. This is not that deep. People going to Popeye's for lunch to get a chicken sandwich is not the cross for you to die on. It isn't. And you assuming that the people who are going to partake of this sandwich are people that are going to be unregistered voters. The fact that you think people that are going to partake of this sandwich are people that are not going to be people that don't support black businesses and don't like the fuck out of here. (laughs) What? Where are you getting that assumption from? Cause I wanted to Popeyes today and I didn't want to go to whatever
0: fucking black owned place today. Like, I mean, listen, if you're a black owned business and you're accessible to me and you sell a chicken sandwich better than Popeyes and Chick fil A, I might come holler at it as long as your restaurant ain't named Shucking and Jiving.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck, I hate that name. Yeah, I'm not coming to that. No. I'm, I'm not, not coming to
0: that. Not, I'm not going in there. I'm not gonna say oh, I'm not principal. coming to that. Too. I ain't going in there. I might go in there, bitch. I ain't gonna go in the motherfucking mm. chucking and jiving. I am I'm, I'm I'm trying to find mm. moments of clarity where I can be more honest with my damn self. Maybe I would. It depends on what I'm hearing about. This chicken sandwich and how <laughs> it looks. It's like, damn, am I really gonna deny myself deliciousness because of the name of this establishment? I don't yes, think so.
1: I would. I wouldn't I'm go. Sure.
0: Hell, I go to Cracker Barrel.
1: Y'all talk so much shit about Cracker Barrel. Y'all don't even like to go. I don't even... I love Cracker Barrel, and I don't even ask... When we be ty- trying to decide where we're going to go for, I never
0: say Cracker Barrel because I don't want to hear y'all niggas shit. I don't. I'll <laughs> so go to I go Cracker Barrel. Listen, I'll go to Cracker Barrel with you <laughs> if, if it's one-on-one and you want to go and they don't want to go. I'll go to Cracker Barrel with you. They I just know no where different- I'm at when I'm there. And... <laughs> <laughs> Slave past. I know where I'm at. It definitely ain't nigga tub. It's not. (laughs) It's Cracker Barrel. I hate y'all. I don't know. People just be looking for shit to complain about. That's how I feel. We definitely need to vote, but being registered ain't got shit to do with that, man. That's systemic shit. That's like in Birmingham. They closed down all of the fucking satellite locations to do shit because why because it stigmatized people who did not have transportation and lived in more rural areas Mm. that's how they do that shit that's why that ain't why we ain't registered and we are registered but why we don't vote is because they made it difficult to vote systemically so it's some shit that need to be changed in the system to do that and if y'all want to do that then y'all Holly at Stacey Abrams and the initiative she got going on. I ain't gonna talk about it on this show but go read up on what she got going on if you really want to impact how the black community is voting.
1: This is one of the most random couplings that I have seen in a while.
0: <laughs> Coupling? Yes. Okay.
1: Jeannie Ma May Okay. and Jeezy.
0: Okay. Who yep. is Jeannie Mae?
1: She's a lady from um... Is it the real? She's the Asian lady from um, I want to say she's from the real. She got divorced because her husband changed, Like she never wanted kids. She told him she didn't want kids. He was cool with that. He changed his mind and wanted kids and went out and got a bitch pregnant. <laughs> oh, she's dating Jeezy. She's dating Jeezy.
0: That's what I mean by couplings. They're coupled up. I don't know. I thought you was meaning like pickles and ice cream. <laughs> not that like, is a like cu- pickles I and ice cream. I mean, not like a couple. I thought you were oh. two things that don't go together. No,
1: they're together. I thought you
0: were finna say like they opened up a fucking... They're dating each other. Exotic animal uh, <laughs> international uh, business or some shit. <laughs> that would be a... That would be still be an odd coupling.
1: Yes, it would.
0: But you talking about a relationship. They're in a
1: relationship
0: together. I,
1: it's just, it's just very fucking random. I would not have put those two together. Um, <laughs> I just wouldn't have put them together.
0: I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I listened to Jesus, half of Jesus breakfast club interview. And he just sound like a, a reformed ass thug.
1: And maybe that's why they, you know, she's getting a reformed version of him. And so maybe, you know. He was suited and booted in that suit he had on. probably listening that man music. I feel like she... Maybe, probably not. During his snow... Was he the snowman? Mm-hmm. During his snowman days. I, you know, I don't know. It just, I would not have put them together with each other. Like, it's just not some... I, I don't know. I saw it, and I, at first I was like, oh,
0: this gotta be me. No, well, why, why, though? Why, though? Because I don't know her. I don't know her. Is it because she Asian and you didn't expect Jeezy to date somebody that ain't black? No. Is it because she wild ratchet and Jeezy is more reformed now than he had been before? Like, what is her personality? Is is she, like, really, really reserved so dating a Jeezy is, like... She's not really
1: reserved but, like, sh- I wouldn't have put him with anybody that has, like, a morning time talk show. Like, the like I, I just wouldn't have thought that and she was married to a white man the man that left her because he wanted a baby was white (laughs) and that happened she was in the news for because everybody was you know saying he wasn't shit for that because she was always honest with him about the fact that she didn't want to have kids and then he changed his mind and immediately went out and made a baby (laughs) with somebody else and so they got a divorce, but I just—I don't know. I just wouldn't. It's just the random. Where the fuck did they even meet at? Where would she have been at to meet Jeezy? <laughs>
0: she on the real, man. Who, who, ain't somebody black on the real? Oh. Everybody on there black, ain't they? Uh huh. Not everybody. Most of the people—is that the one with one of them twins on it? Yes. I don't know nothing about these shows, man. It, used to, it have, used to have Tamar Braxton, uh, right? Uh huh. But who replaced her? I don't remember. I don't ain't no telling, real. man. They probably was like, "Girl, you ain't been to no real parties. You need to come with us." They be having rappers. You'll get you a rapper. <laughs> okay, Adrian Balong. Hey, girl, go talk to Jeezy. The girl
1: from Three LW. She's on there. Which one?
0: Not Adrian, the one with the lisp. Not and the one not the one with dark it. skin. Yes. The okay. Other one. The other one. All right.
1: She's on there, Tamara. Promises, Mallory. promises. <laughs> Lonnie Love is the other one. Lonnie Love with a white man. I just I don't understand where she would have come into contact. Like nobody on that panel would have introduced her to G. Maybe Tamar? Tamar ain't on that no more. They didn't have no overlap. Her and Jeannie. They did, but like nobody liked Tamar, which is why she got she got booted off the show. Tamar was not a. F- <laughs> They weren't friends with her. <laughs> that's, that's why she's not on that no more. So I can't imagine it would have been Tamar. And maybe Adrian because she did music, Tamara and her white Fox man ain't going to be in talking to Jesus. Like she ain't doing it. So the only person I could potentially see, maybe Adrian may introduce her to Jesus. And that's because she used to do music. No, no, no. I don't know. Maybe she just hood anyway. <sighs>
0: she look hood. Honest. She how she look, she like a hood Asian you lady. see this picture right here. She got blue house streets. She look like the Asian girl that grew up in the goddamn hood. <laughs> Hell, we don't know where she from. <laughs> San Jose, California.
1: That's some California shit. To they a just Vietnamese
0: do mother and a Chinese father. They That's just, taboo.
1: It is taboo.
0: California. Why did shit say, listen? This is Jenny Cantu Mai was born and raised in San Jose, California to a Vietnamese mother and a Chinese father. She attended Milpitas High School. When she was nine years old, she was sexually abused by her older cousin. Why is Why that? Why the fuck would that be? See, the Wikipedia boy be fucking your <laughs> life up, man. Like If I had my own Wikipedia, I'd have to go edit that shit every day.
1: So uh, she converted from Christ- to Christianity from Buddhism and freddie was the man that she married they announced that they had uh finalized their divorce or filed for divorce in 2017 and they it was finalized in 2018 but it was because he wanted a baby um i just wouldn't have i don't know it just now i wouldn't put them together
0: i just freddie hartese looked like a slime ball oh yeah he he wasn't
1: and look, But look, she went from him to Jeezy. N- those two men have nothing in common. <laughs> and maybe that's what it is. Maybe she was like, fuck this. I'm going to go all the way in the other he direction. He looked like a
0: trailer park Seth MacFarlane. I hate you so much. He do. He <laughs> looked like a failed Seth McFarlane MacClar- clone. Oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't stand you.
0: Shit. Check him out, man. He do look like that. I've seen
1: him. I saw. I He's saw talking him. About people story. listening,
0: go find <laughs> Freddie Hartise and tell me he don't look like a damn alcohol, a fetal alcohol syndrome. Seth McFarlane. He oh my, does. Dude, you didn't gave him fetal alcohol syndrome. God damn, dude. You, you see how fucking <laughs> Seth McFarland eyes look? <laughs> Quit acting like you don't know what damn fetal alcohol syndrome eyes look.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: They eyes don't have that extra skin on them. <laughs> you know when he laughed, his eyes damn near closed. He looked like that.
1: Oh, don't so drink alcohol when you're pregnant. I, look, like, I'm I'm happy for her because I did feel bad for her at the time that this all happened because you don't get, to, again, if somebody tell you some shit up front and you agree to it, you don't get to change the rules later because you changed your goddamn mind. If she was told you that she didn't want kids ever in life, because you get older and you and agreed to that and was like, yeah, I don't want kids neither. You cannot, six years into the marriage, be like, I want a fucking baby. Nigga, no, you don't. <laughs> I
0: already told you what I ain't doing. Like, The thing is, we don't even know how he came across his child. Like, I doubt he got into that relationship and was like, I want a baby with you. I didn't with the last oh, one. Oh, no. The I... condom broke, or she missed a pill, or... Um, i mean
1: some women I, I don't know some side pieces will be with like having a baby because they know that he's gonna eventually have to leave the wife or something's gonna happen with the wife so i i don't know she might have been with it but he might have been
0: like but regardless of how that came about the person that they left who they didn't want to have a baby with ain't number one way to perceive that mm-hmm. you didn't want to have no baby with me they don't think about all the extra variables potentially in the situation which I understand.
1: Like I said, she you know, she was very clear. She's always been very, like even on the show, being very vocal about her not, because you know, like, everybody society look at women as baby makers and so if you're a woman and you say you don't want to be a mom and you don't want to ever have a kid niggas look at you like you got two heads and some shit, like, what do you mean you don't want to be a mother? You have a uterus, don't you? <laughs> like, people look at that like, it's, it's the most horrific thing ever and so She was very vocal about her not wanting to have kids, even on the show. And so, you know, for him, again, you don't get to change your mind. If she told you that from jump, then you made a decision to never have kids by being with her. You don't get to change your fucking mind. (laughs) Or make her change her mind. He kept trying to get her to to change her mind and give him a baby. Nigga, bye. (laughs) I already told you what it was. And you agreed to it, nigga. So, yeah, Jenny, Ma, May, I don't have Ma, is, and Jeezy are a thing. I, that just, I don't know. It was very, first of all, you don't really hear much about Jeezy these days.
0: <laughs> just anyway. I mean, you got to listen to rap. He still making music? Yes. His wow. last album. His last thug motivation just came out. Um they were saying it is his last album but i think that it's just his last album on Def jam and it's his last in the thug motivation installment
1: so is she gonna be at his concerts rapping lyrics like i just don't see them together
0: they're two weird. celebrities man they don't need that life what they do and what they gonna do is she gonna record her tv show and go to wherever the home is and he gonna do whatever his business moves is and go to where the home is and they gonna chill and they're gonna go live their separate lives like i don't think they gotta be Doing everybody's shit. Jeezy ain't, like, you gotta have a Gabriel Union D. Wade relationship for that shit. Because he came <laughs> to America's Got Talent and was a judge on the show with yeah, her. she was at his games all the time. Exactly. Like, everybody ain't gotta have that life. Everybody don't, but I don't know. It's just weird. It's just
1: a weird pairing, I guess. I wouldn't have put them together. But shit, it might work. You seen the Dave Chappelle stand up? I haven't watched it. I've heard it. it's funny, but I haven't watched it. I gotta watch it.
0: It's funny. Is is he got some? um, He got some stuff that clearly some groups ain't gonna be happy with. I saw the trans stuff. You know, is Dave Chappelle. So it's funny because it's Dave Chappelle, and if nothing else, how he structures jokes and how he integrates like he always integrates some like extreme component to it to kind of like drive into funny. Mm -hmm. Um, But he had a he had a joke where he made a Chinese face. Um or Asian face. Um, and his wife didn't like it. Oh yeah. You know, and I guess they you know had a little back and forth about liking. And I guess they that it seemed like he do that in his relationship. He run his jokes by her, and then uh or maybe he don't run them all by her, but maybe he run done by her that would talk about you know Asian culture or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, it's just I mean I just thought about that from from um from something that was said. What do we say? Let's talk about the oh, not another. Yeah, just how they I mean that that's their relationship interaction. But uh I mean I guess I'll speak on the Dave Chappelle special for some to some degree. Um man, it's a lot of right wing people that love Dave Chappelle stand up. Mm, and and it ain't better. because it's Dave Chappelle. It's because I know that they interpret it as him fighting back against PC culture where you're forced to be politically correct. Mm -hmm. And I consider myself an ally to a lot of groups, right? I don't get out on no picket lines. I don't get out on them, but like I I support groups through dialogue. Mm -hmm. Uh, The kids I work with, if they have a misconception about LGBT stuff, I correct them. Mm -hmm. Um, now, they can think what they want to think, but I'm not going to let them continue carrying out ignorance. Yeah. You know, if if it's fact-based. I don't get in my opinions, but if it's fact-based, then I just kind of like, hey, that's that's like the nature of my allyship mm-hmm. with all these different groups. So a big part of me feeling like I, I, I am a strong ally is not laughing at stuff that's a problem. And so I'm looking at these posts about, dave chappelle stand up and people saying man it's just jokes it's just jokes and i'm like that don't hold up to me because if he was just joking about your mama (laughs) you wouldn't say it's just jokes you'll be ready to fight (laughs) if dave chappelle was having a dialogue about your failures because for some reason he was roasting you you're not going to say it's just jokes you're going to have a problem with that situation. Mm-hmm. What we have in our society is that people are okay with content as long as it don't have nothing to do with me. Yes. I just wish society was honest about it. I wish a motherfucker would just say them trans people problems. Them ain't got nothing that ain't got nothing to do with me. This shit is funny to me. Them y'all problems. I just wish people would be that fucking honest. People don't uh, people don't acknowledge their own biases and why they are the way they are they would rather say society is just making it hard for people to say what they want to say you know and dave chappelle talked about cancel culture to a degree cancel culture don't exist to me i mean it's a it's a rhetoric about canceling somebody but who the fuck can we name that's truly been impacted in the comedy world because of cancel culture Nobody. Nobody. Comedians don't get canceled for saying what they say. Kathy Griffin got fucked up because she had a fucking decapitated head of Donald Trump. That is far different than just PC culture. Yeah. I don't think that exists. Now, in music, Chrisette Michelle definitely fucking got canceled. Her her career was impacted immediately. But it wasn't even about PC shit. No, it wasn't. It was about her aligning herself with the enemy is probably how many people would Essentially look at it.
1: Yeah and her reasoning for it about her getting in there having conversations. Bitch by
0: <laughs> So it's her hard to... skirt. <laughs> so it's hard to say this. It's hard to say that Dave Chappelle's stand up was problematic, but it was also funny and well thought. It was also thought provoking. It was all of these things. So for me, there's just some content in it that I'm not willing to laugh at because it's not my problems. Those are problems that people have. And Dave Chappelle just doubled down on the trans community, maybe because they fucked with him heavy or maybe because it ain't got nothing to do with like get back. To them, maybe he legitimately in his mind can't conceptualize how nobody else finds their predicament hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that at that at that comedian core and that comedian nature, maybe that's why he continue to fuck with those things. But to me, he came off like the old man who say, you know, these eight tracks sound good. I don't know nothing about this CD stuff. Or the old man who say, man, this TV get good picture. He he don't seem to be concerned with adjusting to the times if it costs him his ability to say what he wants to say. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it offends somebody, even if it's content that's fucked up. But I mean, it's funny, though. It's just some moments in there that I'm not willing to laugh at because somebody's going through shit with that. But the thing is, I'll laugh at every goddamn thing when our society reached peaks, peak equality. Mm-hmm. When everybody looked the same and everybody experiences the same, then everything can be funny. But as long as there are people that are struggling to just be acknowledged as something other than fucking terrible or the others or I don't fucking understand you or being murdered at a higher rate just from how they exist, I can't laugh at it now, man, even if it is you know, traditionally something I would laugh at. Mm-hmm. I'm just not interested in laughing at stuff that hurt somebody else that don't hurt me. And not saying that everybody else got to live by my standard. I won't judge you by living by your own standard, but like that's where I am with the situation. Um, I don't know why I went on that little rant because that was not a part <laughs> of my story is none of that shit. Um, uh, I
1: was going to talk about this last week, but we had Leon and... had to cut it down but I do want to mention this just off of so Cassie Diddy's ex is pregnant and engaged to this dude she's with now is he white he's white Alex fine Alex fine yeah that's his name (laughs) his name is Alex fine um and look Cassie was with Diddy for a very long time and i i guess all i really want to say about this is that one it don't take forever for somebody to recognize whether or not that they want to be with you and have kids you know to make that determination i don't even know when did me and you come out she been with Diddy for a, a long fucking time i don't even know when me and you came out but i feel like the shit started shortly thereafter <laughs> um and that doesn't mean that she's gonna get with Alex and it's gonna work out just because she got pregnant and he's and he's willing to marry her. does not mean that at all. But it does mean that he was willing to move forward. <laughs> Where did it seem she was just one of his harem of women? <laughs> you know, you, you gotta know what it is that you want and and don't accept less than that. Cause if you accept less, you're gonna get less. This is what it is. You gonna get the absolute least that I have to give, if that's what you are willing to accept. And in less than a year she's had, got a baby and a fiance. After years and years and years <laughs> did it not even, I mean, he acknowledged her as his one of his girlfriends, but that was kinda
0: it. You moms! <laughs> you married, what? <laughs> <laughs> hell no i'm too old for that shit but you i ain't married my baby mama yeah well my twins what make you think i'm gonna marry your ass i don't know stan i don't i don't care about marriage
1: well but if you Personally. are somebody that cares and i feel i've always felt like she wanted more than what he was giving her but she accepted it because he did he and the lifestyle but that shit only go for so long like living that lifestyle and not being treated the way that you want to be treated within the relationship it only gets you so fucking far like at some point that's going to become problematic especially with her being as young so much younger than he is diddy her and alex is around the same age but you know diddy way older than her especially with that being the case, like the money was only going to be satisfying for so long and I think that's what happened. She got tired of that shit. <laughs> she got tired of the dynamic of their relationship. The money didn't compensate
0: for that anymore. I'm sure it did something. I hope she got something out of the relationship. Like, they weren't married, so it's like, I hope they didn't want, like, hope you enjoyed all the shit I got, bitch. Bye. and like. I think a lot of she ain't of her, got no money or the
1: opportunities because she does a lot of modeling and stuff now, and I think that's what she took from that relationship. She got the opportunity to be introduced to all of these different things because she stayed doing photo shoots for companies and shit. I think that's how she make her money. Listen, let's just be honest. gassy cannot fucking sing. I hated that me and you song. I hated that goddamn song with a passion. Hated it so much. She cannot sing. I hope that she's able to continue doing her modeling shit because that's where she needs her focus. The singing shit it's out.
0: But she you can't. hate a lot of shit, Red. Hmm? You hate a lot of shit.
1: What's that to do with anything?
0: I don't think your baseline is the scale by which we should measure a lot of shit.
1: Did you think that she could sing?
0: I don't even know what that song is. is it? I don't know what Cassie sounds like. I don't.
1: It's me, I don't, I, uh, the chorus was like, the "It's only me and you, and you I know
0: is me and you, your, your mama, mama and your cousin, cousin too, rolling, rolling down the strip, strip on Vogue's, Vogue's. coming What's up slamming so Cadillac those, <laughs> It's not that. Okay, well, I don't know what the fuck it is then. You, if you That ain't hear, even called me and you.
1: <laughs> if you hear the song, you will remember it. It was a very popular song when it came out. Um. She can't sing. Her voice is not, she just ain't. That's what, listen, this is why she was with Diddy, who does music, and she ain't make no more goddamn music after that. She can't sing. <laughs> she started doing modeling shit. Like, she can't sing. She can't sing. But she's very pretty.
0: <laughs> Whatever. So hopefully
1: her modeling shit continues. I don't know what Alex does with the man. He ain't Diddy, he ain't got Diddy money, but he has he does something i don't know what alex does but and that's the thing everybody would kept saying talking about how she left and he you know left all that money to be with this dude again money only gets you so far at some point especially if you're wanting if you're wanting to have a a more stable relationship i ain't even gonna say marriage because you can have a stable relationship without being married but if you're wanting that commitment and like kids and the nigga you with won't give it to you, money only makes that okay for so long. <laughs> and so yes, Alex may not have as much money as Diddy and she may not be able to do the shit she was doing when she was with Diddy, but if he is treating her better, willing to be more committed to her, they finna have a kid together, for some people that that is enough. And if you need the sugar daddy and you need the money, then girl, okay. <laughs> but everybody is not like that. Not everybody is just going to be satisfied with being one of Diddy's many bitches. But, you know, it's better than R. Kelly style. <laughs> at least Diddy got consent. He does have consent. She was there of her own free will and she left of her own free <laughs> will. She had have no cage. <laughs> she did not. You saw her out and about. They were going to the events together.
0: You never saw R. Kelly girls. <laughs> never. Until, <laughs> until, until people started saying where they at. <laughs> Then magically they was on a trip to Disney World now. he ain't take them bitches no way. They was out somewhere being free. (laughs) Hell no. Let them women out be free. (laughs) Did you say women's? I did. I didn't say with an S I just said women. Oh okay. Uh, So we gonna continue talking about Jay-Z as this NFL season continues Mm because we talked about the deal he's joking with the NFL. Mm -hmm. And on August twenty ninth, the NFL and Rock Nation announced the launch of Inspire Change Apparel and Songs of the Season as part of their new partnership. So, he's selling shirts. What the hell is Song of the Season? I guess the songs that they're gonna play in uh, commercials and stuff and advertisements that the NFL sponsors. How is this helping push? I don't know. <laughs> I have no the idea. T-shirt. They, okay. I don't know what people thought this shit was gonna be. Okay? I don't think people thought Jay Z was gonna trot off in the NFL and be like, hey, motherfuckers, y'all ain't finna be treating black folks crazy. Why know. y'all doing Colin Kaepernick like this? I don't know why people thought that. I don't the think fuck, everybody thought that, but like man. a t shirt ain't it. <laughs> Listen, Jay Z make all his made all of his moves silently, and people were posting a shitload of articles about Jay Z and all the community and advocacy and shit he did. He moves silently. He does. So nobody know what the fuck this is, and I don't know. I'm not optimistic. I'm not optimistic. It ain't no system that a lone black person came <laughs> up against that was as deep rooted in white shenanigans as the NFL <laughs> or the government or the police department or whatever system that you want to talk about, education, whatever you want to talk about, there's been no system that's been that steeped in white people that a black person that came in and just did. I don't know how to fix this shit. They don't want to change. The NFL don't want to change. What they want to change is the perception of the community that they've stigmatized because of how they dealt with Colin Kaepernick kneeling. That's what they want to do. And I just don't see Jay-Z being the solution and i definitely don't see the beginning to that being them letting him choose some clothes and choose a soundtrack for the nfl that really sound like shit. that sound like uh to me like getting an interview at a big executive place and you get your best suit and you put it on but the only thing they really was going to interview you for is the janitor position <laughs> they weren't really looking for you to have no office or none of that shit. They was just like, so how's your mop hands? <laughs> you like, what? What do you mean? Oh, we, you know, we just, we need a janitor, <laughs> you know, like a janitor. You think I put this goddamn suit on for a janitor role? Like that's what I feel like Jay Z gonna be doing at some point. The only problem is, I'm gonna call it the Steve Harvey effect. Because Steve Harvey went to go visit Trump and said, I'm gonna help with urban housing development. And I guess he got up there and we like, This is a fucking ploy. Let me get the fuck out of here. But Jay Z done this steeped, steeped his hands in it. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z got ain't too much on his hands simple. now. You can't I mean he got a contract. He no. can't just get out of this shit if he wanted to. Like if it turned like if he go to Roger Goodall's office and he be like, Yeah, nigga. <laughs> this a private ass meme. And in your contract, it says, if you talk any shit about lead, anything that lead this room, your motherfucking ass getting sued for every bitty penny you got. Okay? Yeah, you're a fucking tool. That's why we hired your ass. You think we was finna let your black ass come in here and change shit? No. We just need black people to come back. Because we have seen dips in numbers. We can't get these goddamn black celebrities to perform at these damn shows in halftime. Even white people don't want to do this shit. Maroon 5 got roasted for coming out here. It's not the kind of perception that we need. We need your help to get people here. And yeah, we heard your ass is the reason that Travis Scott didn't come perform, you bitch. (laughs) But you gonna change that shit. We gonna pay you to change it. Take the goddamn suitcase. (laughs) Take the case with the money in it. I mean, I, I wouldn't be like... To me, that's like the diabolical version of what somebody like Roger Goodell would think, but not how he would say it. In the, I mean, not, let it. me not say Roger Goodell. I don't know him enough. I don't know shit about his past, but the most diabolical white man you can find. <laughs> it's an it's a owner in the NFL that think like that. You know what I'm saying? Because the Clippers owner was on that shit at some point. Telling his girlfriend, don't be bringing no niggas to my games. Like, there are people in these systemic structures that are on that shit and when it come to jay-z being in his ear and when it come to one of them old ass 70 something year old owners being in his ear who the fuck you think he gonna be listening to i don't know i'm not optimistic i was at first but now they talked about how they was gonna do shit to help the community and donate all these initiatives The first thing they should have came out with was what was the first initiative they was going to donate to. Yeah, But they came out with some fucking t-shirts and a soundtrack. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here, man. Okay, I'm done.
1: Well, since we're talking about sports, DeMarcus Cousins... (laughs) DeMarcus Cousins... There's an arrest warrant or they issued an arrest warrant for him. Apparently, um... There's an audio of him and his baby mama having a conversation. He's about to get married to this other woman and he wanted to have his son come. And she told him no. And he threatened to put a bullet in her head. Listen, when, if, and this is my thing about shit like this. If I'm saying, um, no, I don't really think he should come. You know, you've been a little... You've been a little off lately. I, you know, I have some concerns. I'm gonna put a a bullet in your head, bitch. let me know I'm right. And feeling like this ain't the environment for him. You're not
0: helping your case by threatening to shoot. I I don't know. I don't think I agree with that. I agree with the premise of what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but like of that potential environment that he could be exposing his son to, being there on his wedding day is the complete opposite of any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, maybe if you wanted me to let him come to your house and meet your cousins and your friends, when y'all having a block party, no, but his (laughs) wedding, like if there's no other day in your life that a nigga would say something like that, would act right, would be on his wedding. So to me, I feel like it's, it's more vindictive like what is the real reason? What's the real reason that he can't have his son there on his wedding day? I now, mean... this do not justify how he responded to it, <laughs> but I don't think his response was irrational as her response before it escalated to that. I think her response is irrational. I was sure. uh, I guess I don't know the re- how the, the nature relationship of their ended. relationship. Yeah, I guess I don't know like if if they Broke up ultimately because he was violent and because his son has seen him violence. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely some circumstances upon which I would say okay, you don't deserve an opportunity for your child to be with you on no day specifically but you know my and- question because so my ultimate question becomes how would this impact the child? And I don't think they squabbles make a difference if his child wants to go
1: unless he was being abusive when they were together and the child had seen i
0: wouldn't let well, my even, him either. like this is one of the hardest dilemmas for me because i have step uh stepdaddy trauma i have kids who have seen their stepdaddies put their hands on their mama and that child devotes to me that they have a positive relationship with that man because they never did anything to them even though they did something to their mama and the mama would ask me should i allow him to see him and have a relationship with him and i'm like i don't know i don't know it, that's a hard one for me so if a child really wants to have a relationship with that dad i think you would do more harm to the child saying no based on their desires especially depending on the child's age versus having a universal no you can never have a relationship with your daddy because of what happened but back then.
1: what if his how are you going to be guaranteed that it will never go to the child? Like, if the way that you express your you being upset or you not liking what has happened or whatever the reason was you was putting your hands on mom, how is how am I supposed to for sure know that this child won't at some point be on the receiving end of your bullshit? Like, yeah, you weren't doing it when I was around, but that doesn't mean that obviously
0: you capable of putting hands on motherfuckers. Like, I would still have a concern as a parent. I mean, you would have a concern, but, like, where's the line between you can always have your child because that's your father and that's what the child wants. versus you can never have your child because some of your behaviors have shown that this might transfer to my son. I I mean, you can't say you never see him again in your life because of what you were. I mean, the state won't even let you do that. The government won't even let you do that. No, You know? even if even when he get out of jail for this and she decide to take him to court to adjust custody or something if Mm -hmm. they got custody arrangements the court the state still ain't gonna say he can never have or see his son you know even after this
1: it might be a supervised visit i just and i say this you have your stepdaddy trauma i have my biological father trauma and so for me being in a household where my dad was not healthy and my mom having that attitude that he's still your daddy shit, i hate that shit. i don't give a fuck. what does that mean if he's not behaving like such i don't give a fuck about him being my so like i hate when i hear people say it's still your daddy like i hate but, that i don't like
0: that either i can't stand and it. we ain't even talking about that dynamic we're talking about the potential for that child to want the relationship with his daddy and a mama saying no versus a mama wanting a child to have a relationship with the daddy and the child don't want it i think that's the variable i think what you end up risking is yeah you will protect your child from some shit. well but we don't i mean i don't know
1: if the kid wanted to go i don't that's know that's what if i'm she saying was, i'm
0: saying it it don't seem like it would matter in her dialogue anyway
1: yeah. i mean if he didn't want to go and she was you know like he not he
0: don't want to come
1: i'm not gonna make him but come. that would have
0: been a real easy you know this seems like she just not gonna let him go
1: well if he's an irrational person even if she said he don't want to go she's why would that keep her keep him from still threatening her
0: but that's what i'm saying that's, that's what i'm saying like there's ways around that like okay he'll go on on saturdays but he go to church on sunday okay drop the kid off at church on sunday and pick him up from church like there are environments where the risk is substantially lower and if she can't look at him going to something in which the risk is very, very low, mm-hmm. then what are the odds of her really wanting that child to interact with his daddy? How anyway? old is
1: the kid and who gonna be watching him at the wedding? Because dad can't. Because he- I have
0: no idea, but if daddy gonna have, if niggas bringing choppers to the wedding, then you would know that beforehand. Like, you know that's the kind of life he lived. Marcus Cousins a basketball player. Yeah, But look, NFL, NBA players They just reform goons
1: in a lot of instances. They be out here fucking up, beating bitches asses, knocking them out in elevators. I don't know. But the
0: the one thing I tell parents is like, I can't tell you to have your child around his dad or to not have the child around his dad. But I tell you that if that child wants to be around his dad and you take that option away, you're going to be the enemy and you're going to deal with some extra shit because of that. Even if in your head you're protecting that child from something, the child ain't going to interpret it like that. If a child's dad is that bad, they need to find out on their own. They're not going to find out that they bad from you trying to install in them that he bad. You got to let them find out on their own or you're just going to deal with a child that's going to be seeking a positive relationship with their daddy. And blaming you for for it. it. And don't let that daddy fuck around and be decent at that point. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's in your best interest to allow a child to find out on their own that their daddy ain't shit. So that they say when they old enough, I don't even want to be around him. Versus allowing a child to build up this like hero persona for their daddy because you said he can't be around and now daddy might actually be decent and now you look like a dickhead and your relationship is tainted even more because like I lost time. So I mean I understand both sides but I have to go by what the child wants and what's in the best interest of the child. And to me, the best interest of the child don't get really altered at a wedding. You know, if that's what he want him to be at. And furthermore, like if he do have like visitation and shit, like weekend visitation and shit that completely nullify the idea that he going to be put in an environment with an irrational person. If he already see him this amount of time anyway. Yeah. You know, I don't know the situation, but it just could be one of them situations where it's like, nah, that's my time, not your time. You can't get him on my weekend, you know, type situation. But, you know.
1: Man. I mean, but if you... If I knew I had somebody, I had a baby with somebody that was irrational to that point, you, he being who he is, has the the power to have a wedding whenever the fuck he wanna have a wedding. I wouldn't even deal with that shit. I would have a wedding while I'm already gonna have his last anyway, so I wouldn't have to deal with her. Mm-hmm. I, if you know that you have somebody that's not co-parenting with you in in a good way, I wouldn't even go through that. If you got visitation, have a wedding on the time when you, gonna, you know you gonna have him anyway, and you only have to ask for permission or none of that shit. You only have to go through that. You just do it on the Saturday that you have him. The wedding gonna be on this day, cuz I have my son. Yeah. That's a lot easier than trying to get cooperation from somebody who isn't willing to cooperate with you.
0: But it is hard though, cuz I wish my daddy woulda one day when I was little, have told my mama he was going to put a bullet in her head. I want to went over that nigga house no more for them summers and them christmases. You know, so it's like it depends on how the child is experiencing this shit. You know, that I would determine how to do.
1: It was over the phone. They have a clip. They, I mean, I don't know if she recorded She must have recorded it
0: because mm. they have a clip of him. In most states, it's illegal to record without people's consent or knowledge of the recording. TMZ got a recording of the phone call. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I just wonder how that's going to apply legally. They issued an arrest warrant for him. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> so, they, got them, they they, said it's an arrest by, uh, warrant for domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's domestic violence. You ain't hit
1: nobody. You don't have to hit people for it to be DV. You can if I if I pick up this shoe and throw it at you and don't hit you with it, but it, it hit, that's domestic violence.
0: First I, off, I'm gonna catch it <laughs> because I got hands. Okay. Number two, I'm gonna put your ass out because I'm not violent. I don't throw shit back at you. All right, I'm just gonna ask you to leave after I ask you why you did that shit. <laughs> You know, and then I'm going to ask you to leave. I'm saying, then if I'm gonna I. I'm going to call your mama. <laughs> and tell her that you on some drugs or something. <laughs> Have her calling you all for the next oh, three, four weeks. Jesus
1: Christ. If she would. <laughs> But now you, like when people punch walls and shit, you get arrested for DV. I've had people that have come through for my anger management who ain't put their actual hands on nobody, but they like destroyed shit, threw shit around in the house. Like it don't have to be a physical contact for it to be DV.
0: I don't see why that wouldn't be called something else, like destruction of property. Like why would it be DV?
1: Because you were throwing it. It's the threat of violence. DV can be violence or the threat of violence. So if you're throwing something at me, that's threatening. It's not just destroying property. Like if you just in, if you just come in bashing TVs and shit, I guess that wouldn't count. But like if you're throwing things at me and you just got bad aim, it's (laughs) it's the threat of violence. It's violence or the threat of violence will Mm -hmm. get you a DV charge. It doesn't actually. You don't have to make contact. You can get DV without making contact. So if you're gonna get a DV charge. Better make contact. You don't get locked up. Get locked up. But yeah. You don't actually have to put hands on people for it to be DV. I learned that recently. It's the threat of violence. Violence or the threat of violence. So I could get locked up for DV for throwing a shoe at you. <laughs> well I don't know what it'd be DV. Doesn't it have to be some type of a, a specific relationship for it to be it's otherwise it's just assault. Domestic violence denotes a a relationship. Mhm. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they're not in a relationship. Well, they got if you got a child, I mean that's it's going to be DV. Oh,
0: okay.
1: They've had a romantic relationship. They've got children together. They're co-parenting with the child. It'll still be DV.
0: So what you know about Johnson & Johnson?
1: They make baby stuff.
0: <laughs> they don't just make baby stuff. I know, but i
1: that's all I know about Johnson & Johnson.
0: They've been sued for their role in the opioid crisis. And what has their role been in the opioid crisis? I guess they got some opioids. Why the uh, fuck
1: is that? Because people are using stuff that's made illegally how
0: is it how are they to blame for that because of how they market it um let me see so Johnson and Johnson owns Janssen pharmaceuticals and the lawsuit states that they misleadingly promoted opioids that caused harm and the reality is the judge upheld held a ruling against Johnson and Johnson meaning they got to pay out like 500 and something billion. Can't be billion. Okay. Million dollars. <laughs> 500 and something million dollars. Um, And I was just going to bring that up to talk about a dynamic that I had not thought about. But something that y'all should watch is John Oliver's last most recent episode of Last Week Tonight. Mm-hmm. It's about 20 minutes long. He talks about the... Uh, disparities in the health field. And he started off talking about women for a short period of time. And then he started talking about black people and black women. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he talked about this one case with this black woman. Cause you know, when apparently in some of the books in uh, nursing school and some of the questions that were asked of nursing students, they thought that black people had thicker skin. Like these are students today that are saying we thought black people had thicker skin. They had a book that talked about black people having a higher tolerance for pain. What? Yeah. They, they talked about black people having a higher tolerance for pain. So like that would be attributed to why, uh, how they may make decisions based on believing that black people's pain is different. Then for women, they didn't believe that women were in pain. So that's double for black women. So as a black person, you're supposed to have a higher pain tolerance and your pain was just attributed to your emotions and all of that extra shit. But John, they go over this whole thing in the episode and, and they play a clip of Wanda Sykes talking about the opioid crisis. What she said is that like she had a uh, triple bioctomy, some shit, I know that ain't a thing, but she had something that- A surgery. surgery. And she said the only thing they gave me was ibuprofen fucking profen after surgery. Mm-hmm. And she said because of racism, black people can't even get their hands on opioids. Like, hospitals ain't even giving black people these medications that they're giving white people in droves because they don't believe black people when they say they in the level of pain that they say they in. They think that black people are trying to get them because they want to do drugs, where white people, they just believe white people.
1: But how are they
0: promoting it uh you know you've seen scrubs right oh yeah the um pharmaceutical yeah pharmaceutical reps come in there and they buy stuff and they do all kind of things to make them doctors say you should write more prescriptions for us. We are gonna give you these kickbacks if you write this much for us. We are gonna bring you food every week. You don't have to worry about pens or pads or none of that stuff. We how gonna is do our that mitts. not on the doctors accepting
1: it though? How is it that Johnson and Johnson's getting sued as opposed to the hospitals that are over prescribing or whatever the case may be? How is it? I don't understand how the main company
0: is responsible for that. I mean, it's a top-down responsibility system, you know it's like yeah you can you can say you can put the blame on the addicts you know or you could put the blame on the guys that's nickel and diamond but who really pushing in all this shit is the motherfucker that got ships coming in from over so like if you're talking about like pharmaceuticals yeah you can get at the doctors for writing prescriptions for the overprescribed hundred people they see a month yeah but like if you really want to target somebody, you go towards the person that's giving a whole mass and hospitals and states full of doctors these incentives to give more and more and more out. I guess. But I guess it also like you gotta we don't I don't know if this article don't talk about the stats in Oklahoma of what particular drugs are the most prescribed. Because if you talk about Janssen pharmaceuticals prescribing their version of medication and mass marketing it and selling a whole bunch of it and having these doctors with a shitload of samples and stuff to give people. And then giving these doctors extra kickbacks and that particular drug being like the highest one that's prescribed, like they got something to do with that. The fact that, I mean, and I've seen this,
1: um, before, like America is one of the only com- uh, countries that have drug ads on TV where it will tell you about this this prescription for you to go specifically ask your doctor about if you have. Like Britain over in other countries, they don't advertise specific medications to the public. Like the doctors know and the doctors have, you know, but they don't have people coming in requesting specific medications because they saw a commercial for it. It's very American.
0: Well, that's what happened in a a capitalist democracy. You know, when you Tell the world that private business, you know, is the best way to get things done in America and private businesses only objective is to gain capital. And some private businesses have a product that if uh, you are irresponsible with it, it turns into an epidemic, potentially, then they're going to market their products like that's capitalism. Like that's our society saying that the government can't intervene in how private business do stuff until it fuck a whole bunch of shit up. That's how America do. We let <laughs> private businesses do whatever they want to until it fuck up. That's what happened with like those glow in the dark sticks that people were making where they were having contact with all of that glow in the dark stuff. Mm-hmm. And they ended up having some, they all ended up dying from that. Like they weren't even race related. It was just a whole bunch. Or when you talk about a, a factory that's in a neighborhood that's been dumping in the river and that was impacting mm-hmm. the soil and people start dying from that. You talk about asbestos and mesothelioma or mesothelioma. I mean, They let businesses get away with shit until it kill people and then the government step in. The government don't step in as like a measure of responsibility before it get bad enough to start harming people. It's never made sense to me that they
1: advertise drugs on TV because you the way that drugs work is up to the specific doctor that knows your specific hate. Like seeing this little commercial on TV and me going to ask for this specific drug should not be a thing. If
0: it's not you know what i'm saying like i've never understood well drug it is to inform the user like everybody ain't gonna get online and go find out which drug like i don't want the drug that, that there's a side effect this anal leakage you know but i like to wear white mention, pants they don't mention all the side effects but on the what i'm saying is there are medications that have anal leakage as they a side does. effect and there's some that's don't
1: i've never heard that be one of the side effects
0: that they say on tv though they do i have I, you that's heard. the only reason i know about it i don't look up medications for nothing i don't take no pills the only time i was surprised <laughs> they were like if you take this drug you may have nausea headaches short of breath and anal leakage i'm like what the f-? <laughs> that shit ain't connected to none of that other shit." How your booty, like, what about this drug make your booty loose?
1: But it's like the, um, what was that medicine? There was a, uh, was it Rispidol? One of the medications were giving boys boobs. One oh, of the ADHD. On, my kids
0: take some of that shit.
1: <laughs> it was one of the ADHD medications. It was one of them little, uh, if you've taken Rispidol and your son, like one of them commercials. I, I, it was an ADHD medication. I can't remember which one, but it was giving boys boobs. And I'm like, what? What in it?
0: It's fucking with their hormones, and that y'all didn't through te- y'all didn't know that this was a thing. Like you know, the active ingredient in ADHD medications was the active ingredient in diet pills for the 90s. That's why a lot of kids, when they take ADHD medication, they talk about not being able to eat mm-hmm. and their diet being impacted. That's because that's what people used to take, and motherfuckers found out that it made them focus. Like they found out that ADHD, the, the shit that they was using for weight loss in the 90s, worked for other shit. That's the same thing that happened with a uh, jet lag medication and narcolepsy. Jet lag medication was keeping the pilots awake. It was not only like helping their circadian rhythm rhythms adjust when they got back, you know, from cr- crossing over all of them time zones so fast, but it was keeping them woke. So that jet lag medication, Pro Vigil and New Vigil, started to be used for narcolepsy because they found out they had no qualities. That's what happened with a lot of medications. Motherfuckers start using them for shit. And when they be asking for side effects, you know, motherfuckers. I imagine in trials, people were saying, "Yeah, this uh, this is helping me lose weight, but what it it, it really make me focus too." And people be like, "Okay, well, let's test it for focusing and shit." And it then was, you focus and focus. It was Risperdal, which is
1: made by Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> Look
0: at. Look at God. <laughs> Look at it.
1: I remember oh my god. They they had uh, they settled over thirteen hundred lawsuits because there are young men who oh my god grew female breasts up to forty six double Ds. What? <laughs> I remember it being like a whole thing. This damn, was back in... Um, 20- they had whole titties. This was in uh, 2015. I remember... I was like, what is it in there that's causing this that they didn't know? Because Made it was... Rispedal is a very popularly prescribed <laughs> medication. And, um, damn, yep, Risperdal Johnson & Johnson. Made by
0: Johnson & Johnson, huh?
1: Yep. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I remember seeing their commercial and I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that they were growing boobs. I was imagining just like little boobs. I didn't... Four six,
0: four, double D is huge. That's a big chest for a boy. They want people to walk in there and say, hey, doc, uh, what about that medication that they was talking about on the TV? They do. They that's want you they to want go to in do. and ask about yeah, it. They want them to come in with some kind of little knowledge about the thing and, and that's it.
1: But, um... There was a 20-year-old autistic man who grew 44 double-D breasts as a result of taking the drug since age 8. Like, when he started growing boobs, then nobody said, the fuck is going on? Like, maybe we need to... Like, what what is... What, how is this... Why is this happening? Nobody... Nobody...
0: People don't take control of their treatment at these doctors, <sighs> man. They just let the doctor say this is what's gonna happen and just let it happen.
1: But 44 double-Ds...
0: That ain't what the eight-year-old had.
1: No, he he
0: grew by the time he was 20, he had 44 dope D's. He took that shit all the way up to he was 20? Yeah. So he nobody nobody connected the dots of this medication. That's what I'm saying. Why would nobody have said why he got boobs? And not only that, on? like when they did the trials, you mean nobody grew titties? <laughs> <laughs> That's why Johnson & Johnson asses is getting fucking sued by Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? 2015, <laughs> just imagine what other shit been going on. Just Damn. imagine.
1: Oh, that's so terrible. I, but yeah, I remember because I was like, they're growing boobs. Cause, and the reason it... it, I think the reason why I remembered it is because I work with a lot of kids that has, has taken all Like all is one of the more well-known ones. And... um. <laughs> Yeah, it was causing boobs. Uh, they still pre- so maybe they fixed whatever was causing the boobs because it still gets prescribed. They ain't stop prescribing it. Yeah, so they must have found whatever molecule within the drug was <laughs> was causing increased
0: hormones. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever was creating them titties. Whatever was <laughs> creating them titties.
1: Oh, Johnson and Johnson. Oh. Was that yours?
0: My what, Johnson? That's so, yours.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you did the what was it? What is a uh, Impossible Burger? Mm-hmm. Beyond Meat from KFC is is released. They're doing a test run in Atlanta, a limited test in Atlanta, at KFC's. Um, it's gonna be plant-based chicken, and. Um, it looks like plant-based chicken. <laughs> like, it don't. It doesn't have like a chicken look to me. Maybe it has a chicken taste. I don't know. But they're releasing it in Atlanta.
0: I don't want it. <laughs> you know, the debate right now is whether Impossible Meats and Beyond Meats are actually healthy for humans. They're definitely good for the environment. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely meat alternatives. But the question now is, are the ingredients of those things actually healthy for people? And are those companies concerned with it being healthy? Or are they just concerned with it not being meat? Because I don't think you can have both. I don't think you can have a piece of meat that tastes just like a Whopper burger and it be healthy for you. I don't <laughs> think you can have those things.
1: My whole thing with like vegan and, veganism and vegetarianism is that you know people say we weren't you know we're not meant to digest these things it's not good for us but you have to take all of these supplements because you lose shit when you stop eating meat if that was the case then you'd be perfectly all right and you wouldn't have to do shit else but just not eat meat if you're getting any benefit from it i don't know how you can say that we're not meant to we weren't humans weren't like what then why do you have to take supplements Cause you out here, I don't know what the deficiency. What do you, protein? Maybe I don't know. Eat meat. Mhm. I guess.
0: What protein. deficiency you could yeah. get
1: from not eating meat? But I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm, I'm going to eat meat till I ain't here no more.
0: Good. <laughs> Both meats. <sighs> Go on. You are. You ain't gonna start eating tacos. <laughs> what is your <in> next story <laughs> You already know How that's gonna work and An Alabama man Just had his sentence changed So that he'll be getting out of prison in the next few days His crime Stealing $50.75 From a bakery 36 years ago
1: They gave him 36 years
0: no, They gave him life
1: For stealing $50 Yes $50. Yes. Even with the, the change in money 36 years ago, $50 still was shit to be given on no life sentence over.
0: And Alabama state law at the time mandated it. It was called the Habitual Felony Offender Act. Oh, so this, okay. So It was that's his fourth important. offense. Okay. <laughs> and the crazy thing is this was before the three strikes law. But Alabama had its own version of that shit. Of course, shit. Alabama. What the fuck? Like, of course they did. And of course it hurts that the man's black. Okay. Of
1: course he is.
0: But I had a police officer tell me that the reason that white people don't get as much time for um stealing out of houses and stealing out of cars and things as black people. Is because of a very, very specific distinction that is between burglary and robbery.
1: Okay, it's a big difference. It is a big difference. I work because, for nine one one. You can't. Yeah. You have to make sure you, when you go out over there, you say the right fucking thing. Robbery and burglary. Burglary is, doesn't involve the any person. lot of kind of violence. In yeah, robbery just, in, involves violence with the person. Yeah, violence
0: it. with the person and. You know, some kind of weapon of some sort. Yeah, burglar just breaking into somebody's house when they ain't there. Even if you broke into somebody's house that wasn't there and you got caught with a gun having done that. It's robbery? They can consider that robbery. That's bullshit. That's subjective. So, for example, if this man broke into the bakery um, and bakery and, and had a gun, yeah, that's going to be. That's some bullshit. Or even if he had a rock. It don't matter what you had. If you have Whatever something weapon threat what, violence against somebody. What kind of bullshit is but, that? But, you know, it's one of them things where it's subjective. They can call it robbery if they wanted to, even if nobody was involved. That's like the court system bullshit. That's so bullshit. That's the shit that's been happening to black people for some time. Because we, I can't remember
1: what the 10 codes were for Montgomery. It was so long ago, but there was a separate, There's you have a robbery and a burglary code. And then each of those have separate codes for whether or not it's, um if they still currently have the weapon whatever somebody if there's somebody at home like but robbery and burglary are two very different things but that's bullshit that you can justify saying that it's robbery simply because the person had a weapon on them even though the weapon was not brandished at anyone cause when nobody else fucking that but them that's bullshit
0: that shit has happened before man wow And I just imagine that it's so many cases that if you went back and looked at them, the preposterousness of why they came to be would be heavy, would be heavy to deal with. Um, Richard Pryor's son is
1: alleging that Paul Mooney molested him when he was a kid.
0: No, he is not. Okay. He is not alleging that.
1: What is he alleging?
0: Richard Pryor's bodyguard is alleging that Richard Pryor hired somebody to kill Paul Mooney the son hasn't spoken up on it he has he has since two days ago he officially what was this? damn I didn't get an update for that shit
1: TMZ reports that Richard Pryor Jr. has officially confirmed the previous allegations that when he was underage Paul Mooney molested him Claims that began with Richard Pryor's former bodyguard, Rashawn Khan, in a prior interview that has gone viral. So he's confirmed it.
0: That's TMZ though. Well, but look. How would they confirm like the the story I heard
1: TMZ recently caught up with Richard Pryor Jr. where he indeed confirmed that he was molested at a young age well before the nineteen eighties, saying that he was definitely under the age of consent when the alleged assault
0: took place. But so this is my question. Did he confirm it by saying, yeah, this happened to me? Or did he confirm it by saying, I'm not going to comment? Because technically that would be, that not denying it to a degree is confirmation of it. So that's the kind of, them the kind of games that TMZ play. I ain't saying they doing that now, but I just wonder if he said that shit. I don't know. What's like For me, I need to see quotation marks in this.
1: There were quotes under age of under the age of consent although prior Junior never specifically called out Mooney by name he didn't deny that he was his abuser either when pressed by the cameraman so he wouldn't say Mooney that what I'm saying
0: that's what I'm saying like that's not necessarily a confirmation but if it wasn't him
1: you would just say it wasn't him. Why would you not make a comment? Like I'm not. I
0: understand that <laughs> that's like a vicarious by proxy confirmation. Yeah, but it's not an overt confirmation. Well, they did say he didn't. Bob. He they they put that part in there. But that know? makes like that makes the that's make the shit disingenuous when when TMZ say shit like he confirms it, like confirming it, like you know what I'm saying? I guess. Like if I say you're going to eat with me, you confirming it and saying yes, I'm going out to eat. Yes. If you say I ain't doing nothing, <laughs> I mean, technically that could mean you coming, but not necessarily. <laughs> so I, I, that's why I was like trying to find where he said something. I was doing this the other day. I was like, damn, this is a fucked up thing. And I just wonder why he wouldn't say it now. Like, why not say it? And not only that, but Paul Mooney canceled shows. Paul Mooney chilled the fuck out like Paul Mooney canceled some show. That ain't the mark of somebody who ain't did shit. Exactly. You know, but but that ain't confirmation though. What he what they got in quotes is, whatever happened in my life, it happened when I was young, way before the 80s. And then he said, the reporter followed up by asking if his sexual relationship was consensual, he said, how can any relationship be consensual if I was a teenager? And maybe, at the time he was a teenager, this wild theory, he was okay with something happening? Because that kind of response is very passive to whether it was consensual or not. Well, but legally, I mean, legal, cons- legal consent is very different but, from but verbal. That, but that situation... Does that matter
1: if he, if he yes. did? Why does it matter if he he consented to it as a, as a kid and Paul Mooney as an adult took advantage of him? Why would that make a difference?
0: It makes a difference in... How a court interprets that, and it makes a difference by which level of sexual offender you put on if you are found guilty of it.
1: Look at, oh, um, what was his name? The the bishop, uh, not TD Jakes, the one that was wearing the body arm and sending pictures, taking the boys on trips and yeah, shit.
0: Yeah, Eddie Long, Eddie Long, um, one of the bad Eddies. <laughs>
1: I mean, there's that situation where it's like they were going on the trips with him, but because of how old they were, it still was considered fucking wrong. Like, and people still had a problem with it. I don't know why that makes a difference.
0: The only reason that it makes a difference to me is because I've had these, both of these kind of cases. Mm -hmm. I've had a situation where a kid that was slightly older than a girl that he was dating Mm -hmm. and that they both were consensual and that they both agreed that it was consensual. Mm -hmm um had sex and a parent found out.
1: Okay, that's different from a grown ass man and a teenager. Paul no, Mooney wasn't a child. No, 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 no,
0: no. What I'm saying is to the court system, yes, he was a grown man to that degree. Like it wasn't kid. I when I say kids, they kids on my caseload, but one of them was 18, the other one was 16 and they were both in school together. So did he get in
1: trouble for that?
0: Yeah, he got in trouble, but the the degree to which he got in trouble was based on the judge listening to both of them say we both we both did consent like this was the okay. the
1: consent in Alabama is sixteen. Why would he've gotten in trouble
0: for that? He wasn't. Uh, she, she. He was sixteen. He was eighteen and sixteen at the time that this case was brought to the judge. But when but, it happened, oh, it was fifteen. Okay. Like it was like a it's like a small window when she was still fifteen before she turned sixteen, and he was eighteen oh, already. Okay. So it that's it was that little time yeah it was time. that little gap and so the level of charges that the daddy wanted to press because the daddy found out and he was a hysterical parent mm-hmm. that's different than a girl saying I didn't want sex I didn't want to have sex he came and he forced himself upon me and that, that was a two different things but you're still talking about
1: a vastly different situation if Paul Mooney is a grown man a grown grown man not like clo- they're not close in age he wasn't close in age to Bridget Pryor's son
0: That's not the same thing. Well, I'm also not necessarily talking about how the courts would handle this either. I'm talking about his willingness to respond to what happened to him. If he, at the time, thought it was okay, then, of course, he wouldn't say, yeah, Paul Mooney did this to me because it would imply that he is out to make sure that Paul Mooney Mooney gets some kind of consequences for it.
1: Or there's no proof. And if he says Paul Mooney's name and this gets drugged in the court, like, he may just not want to deal with Cause like what's going at this point? They're not gonna do nothing to Paul Mooney behind this. They can't. It's been too long. So what what would he gain from calling out Paul Mooney's name when it's already a situation where people are probably looking? You know, it's I don't know what he would gain from saying Paul Mooney's name. For him, for me, him not saying his name don't mean shit. Paul Mooney canceling shows like
0: why? If you didn't do nothing, and you know it ain't. I don't know. I mean, it could be one of them tongue in cheek responses where he say uh, the reporter asked, you know, is the sexual relationship consensual? And he could be like, man, how can any relationship with a kid be fucking consensual nigga with a grown up? Yeah. You know, or, you know, in my head, I guess it depends on how he responded to it. Like to me, that response could mean that he just trying to divert from the question of whether it was a consensual interaction. Because I mean if Either Paul way, Mooney, if
1: Paul Mooney did this shit he not he ain't shit. Like preying on young folks, I don't care what what the whether it's a heterosexual, homosexual, like it's not okay not give a shit even if because who knows if he was okay with it how he got game came to be okay with it we don't know if this was a a heavily abused boy who at this point by the time paul mooney got to him he had just been abused so much that it didn't fucking matter to him like we don't
0: know and i listen i don't want to give off the illusion that i'm trying to say why this would have been okay Ain't no universe in which it should be okay. I'm trying to understand why he would respond the way he did about it. Not overtly say yes it was. And then when asked questions that he could answer, he diverts to a passive response like that. That's all I'm trying to say. Could Paul
1: Mooney sue him at this point? If he said his name, said for sure Paul Mooney molested me, could Paul Mooney sue him?
0: Probably not. If that bodyguard know about this shit, it's other people that's alive that was around Richard Pryde know about this shit, and there's uh, people in his life that know about it because apparently right. he had to have confirm his son had to have confirmed Richard Pryde something happened for Richard Pryde say I'm gonna kill that nigga. Oh yeah, true. You know, so somebody got to know what happened. Well, Paul mean, Mooney probably risked to lose more trying to you know retaliate for if he would have said anything than any other other way. I don't know. Paul Mooney has always has
1: he ever been married? He always has seemed kind of weird to me. Like I I don't I've never watched his stand up. I remember him from my only introduction to him was through Chappelle's show when he was on there. He was like what negro negro mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Mooney's always been kind of strange to me, but I mean, I don't think I equated that with him being a, a child molester, but um he has
0: always seemed a little weird to me. Yep. That's the name of his game. And this Weird,
1: the sad thing, you know, again, your parent is a you as a parent, you gotta watch who your fucking kids be around. You know what I'm saying? And I think uh, Richard Pryor had a lot of shit going on anyway though. Cause you know him and um what's the actor name? The white man. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah. He had a lot of stuff going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. He was sucking meats.
1: <laughs> he said he was. He did. He did. Marlon Brando was a paralyzed. Marlon Brando was a very attractive man in his youth, though he was very attractive. Now I don't know if that like translate over to him being attractive to other men too at the time. But he was good looking. good looking white man in his in his day. But I was very surprised when I found like I, I don't think I had ever seen the was it an interview or a stand up where Richard Pryor was saying he took dick
0: I think he alluded to it in a stand up and then in an interview at some point he or somebody else admitted it
1: I was very not not something I would have thought <laughs> it's random I was like okay yeah. shit alright apparently that happens Yeah, he, Marlon Brando was with a lot not just Richard Pryor Marlon Brando was getting all of these niggas out here Apparently.
0: Mm. Must have been the king of spades out here. <laughs> Racism. Oh shit. Anyway, um, that's all I got. I mean, we at hour and fifty eight minutes. Okay. Um our episodes have been uh they've been doubling in viewers for listeners. And listeners for <laughs> the last you know three or four weeks i'm excited so uh if y'all have put anybody on the podcast we appreciate you um because i don't know what any other we don't market the podcast we're
1: so shit at that i mean it
0: ain't to me it ain't even that i'm shit at it like the place i would market it is a place where i got a lot of professionals on my page true as well so i'm not really interested in them hopping on here and listening to (laughs) the episode out of context and that impacted my business world and my life, and you know my life as a therapist.
1: If we have, I I just want to know, even if if it's just commenting, I want to know if somebody's listening that is from outside of America that isn't Michael or Leon. Like even if you're in Britain or if you're in another um part of the world, I just
0: I'm just curious. Somebody in Mozambique listening. I would love to have somebody from Mozambique on. If you're in Mozambique. Send us some kind of message that you're listening.
1: I would love to have them on the show. Even if just to talk about uh, is it Mo- Mozambique Africa? Yes. The diff like African American, African. I would love to have that conversation with somebody.
0: That would be a good conversation. That would be
1: a really good conversation.
0: Um, but you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.